Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share a chilling encounter I had when I was just 11 years old. It was a Friday night, and the next morning I was due to embark on a week-long camp trip with my church class. As you can imagine, the prospect of being away from my parents for an entire week was both exciting and nerve-wracking. Little did I know that this night would be etched into my memory forever. I had been assigned to sleep in the guest bedroom that evening, and as I lay in bed, thoughts of the upcoming camp adventure filled my mind. Just as I was about to drift off into a peaceful slumber, I heard a familiar voice calling my name. It was my stepfather, Jerry, beckoning me to come sleep in their room. He explained that both he and my mother would miss me during my absence and wanted me close by for the night. Feeling a mixture of comfort and curiosity, I made my way into their room and nestled myself between my mom and Jerry. The warmth of the bed enveloped me, and soon enough, I succumbed to sleep. However, my peaceful rest was short-lived. At approximately 5.30 a.m., my mother gently roused me from my slumber, informing me that Jerry's alarm would soon sound, signaling the start of a new day. Not quite ready to face the morning, I decided to make myself comfortable on our living room couch. As I lay there, a peculiar feeling washed over me. It was an inexplicable sense of unease, as if something was amiss. Instinctively, I raised my gaze, scanning the room for any sign of what might be causing this discomfort. And there she stood. In the archway between our dining room and living room stood a woman. Her appearance is forever etched in my memory. She had straight, shoulder-length black hair that framed her face delicately. Clad in a purple shirt adorned with three distinct boxes filled with different flowers, she wore black jeans and white tennis shoes. What struck me most about her was her undeniable realism. Unlike the transparent apparitions often described in ghostly encounters, she appeared solid and lifelike. Her skin held a natural hue, and her presence exuded an eerie sense of solidity. The woman stood there silently, her arms crossed in front of her chest. Her gaze was fixed upon me, unwavering and intense. I couldn't tear my eyes away from her haunting figure. It was perplexing to witness such a vivid apparition in broad daylight, as the soft glow from our oven illuminated the entire house. Overwhelmed with fear and confusion, I bolted into my mother's room seeking solace and safety. As I recounted the encounter to her, she reassured me that it was merely a figment of my imagination an illusion born from fatigue or perhaps the anxieties of impending separation. However, deep down, I knew what I had seen was real. There was nothing imaginary about the woman who had appeared before me that morning. In an attempt to unravel the mystery surrounding this spectral presence, I sought answers from the previous owners of our house. They happened to be family friends, making it easier for me to approach them with my questions. With cautious anticipation, I inquired if anyone who resembled the woman had passed away within the confines of our home. To my surprise, they adamantly denied any knowledge of such an occurrence. It is worth mentioning that our house had a tumultuous history. In fact, it had suffered a devastating fire in the past, leading to its eventual demolition. Despite this, we decided to rebuild on the very same lot hoping to create new memories while leaving behind the specter of the past. 
As time passed, I often found myself contemplating the enigmatic encounter with the woman in our home. Was she a residual energy trapped within the walls? Or perhaps a glimpse into another realm intersecting with our own? The questions lingered unanswered, leaving me with an insatiable curiosity for the unknown. Now, as I reflect upon this spectral encounter from my childhood, I can't help but wonder if the rebuilding of our house has erased the presence of the woman who once haunted its halls. Has she found peace in the wake of destruction? Or does she continue to roam in search of closure? The experience remains etched in my memory to this day, serving as a constant reminder of the inexplicable mysteries that lie beyond our comprehension. Though time has passed and life has moved forward, that encounter has forever changed my perception of reality. I hope sharing my story with you will shed some light on the paranormal phenomena that often elude explanation. Perhaps there are others out there who have encountered similar apparitions or experienced unexplained events within their own homes. Thank you for providing a platform for individuals like myself to share their encounters with the supernatural. May we continue to delve into these mysteries after dark and strive to uncover the truth that lies hidden in the shadows. Yours sincerely, Brittany. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share a chilling story that unfolded in our apartment. It was a place that my husband, myself, and our two young sons called home. Initially, the apartment required extensive renovation, but my husband, who was skilled in remodeling, took on the task. Little did we know that our troubles would begin once the remodeling was almost complete. The front door of our apartment became a constant source of frustration. It resisted our every attempt to open it smoothly. There were times when my husband and I had to forcefully throw our bodies against it while turning the knob just to gain entry. Eventually, after much effort, the door would give in and grant us access. Frustrated by this recurring issue, we decided to use the back door instead, despite the inconvenience it posed. One evening, as all four of us sat together in the living room near the troublesome front door, we witnessed something truly unnerving. To our astonishment, the door mysteriously unlocked itself. The eerie occurrence sent shivers down our spines. Later that night, my husband had to run an errand to the nearby laundromat, leaving me alone with our two young sons. Engaged in painting, I suddenly heard the doorknob jiggle. My immediate instinct was to rush towards it and let my husband in, but something held me back. It was as if an invisible force warned me not to open the door. In that moment of hesitation, I heard a woman's voice. It sounded as though she was speaking gently to a little girl. Hello, she said. Fear gripped me instantly, and I hurriedly ushered my children into their room, slamming the door shut behind us. Clutching a baseball bat tightly, I tried to steady myself. My eldest son tried to console me with reassuring words, but I couldn't shake off the overwhelming sense of terror. In my mind, I could hear heavy footsteps pacing outside our bedroom door, footsteps belonging to a man wearing large, ominous black shoes. It seemed as though he was picking up nails from an old roller tray my husband had used for painting. The sound of nails being picked up and dropped echoed relentlessly. Unable to bear the weight of fear any longer, I fled with my children into the hallway, the only safe passage we could find until my husband returned home. As we huddled together, I could distinctly hear a lady's voice whispering, Hi, right beside my ear as she passed through the kitchen. Another incident left us shaken to our core. I rushed into the room where my husband and children were anxiously waiting. Our downstairs neighbors had been frequently visiting us, complaining about incessant noise emanating from our apartment, noise that we were not responsible for. To our bewilderment, both the toilet and kitchen sink began to fill up with black water, overflowing onto the floor. Even more disturbing was the fact that a bathroom light turned on by itself moments after I had switched it off. I took a few steps away, only to find it illuminated again when I turned back. 
As if these occurrences weren't unsettling enough, the kitchen cabinets began clicking open with each step I took by them. We were plagued by an invasion of bugs, rats, and slugs that seemed to appear out of nowhere whenever we returned home. One particularly harrowing encounter involved a bat that found its way inside our apartment. Panicked and terrified, I instinctively swung my arm in an attempt to ward off the bat, accidentally striking my husband in the process. He fell to the ground, clutching his face in pain, and remained motionless. Unbeknownst to me, he had collided with a thick wooden end table during the fall, resulting in cracked ribs. Unable to rid ourselves of the bat that night, we were compelled to seek refuge in a hotel. It became evident that we could no longer stay in that apartment any longer. We sought temporary shelter with a friend while desperately searching for a new place to live. These unexplained phenomena have left an indelible mark on our lives. The fear and uncertainty we experienced during our time in that apartment continue to haunt us. We hope that sharing our story will shed light on these inexplicable events and perhaps offer solace to others who may have encountered similar paranormal occurrences. Sincerely, A Troubled Tenant Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I am writing to share a chilling experience that occurred many years ago. It was a night like any other, as I lay in my bed, peacefully sleeping. However, what happened next shook me to the core. Out of nowhere, I felt an incredibly strong push against my body. Startled, I quickly turned to see what had caused this disturbance, and what I saw filled me with an inexplicable fear. Hovering near my bed was a figure of an indescribably dark color. Whether it was a black aura surrounding the figure, or if the person himself had an extremely dark complexion, I couldn't discern. I stared at this mysterious being, unable to comprehend its presence. Slowly, the figure began to dissipate before my eyes, leaving me bewildered and terrified. The encounter left me with countless questions. What did this apparition want? Was it trying to convey a message or was its intention to harm me? I pondered over these thoughts for days, but the answers eluded me. Deep down, I knew that sharing this experience with my parents would be futile. They would dismiss it as a mere dream or disregard my claims altogether. Interestingly, this encounter took place several years before another haunting incident that I recently shared with you. The two experiences were markedly different as the figure from my earlier encounter bore no resemblance to the boy who has been haunting me of late. Yet, there was an undeniable connection between the two events that I couldn't ignore. Throughout my life, I have come across various theories regarding the symbolism of colors. Many believe that blue is associated with positivity and tranquility, while black is often perceived as a harbinger of darkness or misfortune. However, as I reflect upon my encounters, I find myself questioning the validity of these interpretations. The complexity of these phenomena confounds me, and I struggle to make sense of it all. Five years after the first encounter, the haunting incident that I previously shared occurred. The similarities and differences between the two events have left me perplexed. Was there a hidden message within the first encounter that I failed to comprehend? Did it serve as a warning of what was to come? Or were these events completely unrelated? Mere coincidences in the tapestry of my life. As I delve deeper into these mysteries, I can't help but feel a sense of urgency to uncover the truth. The need for answers gnaws at me incessantly. Each passing day brings me closer to unraveling the enigma that has plagued me for so long. I hope that by sharing my experiences with you, dear podcast, I may find solace in knowing that others may have encountered similar phenomena. Perhaps there are individuals who possess knowledge or expertise in this realm and can shed light on these inexplicable occurrences. Please accept this letter as an invitation to explore these mysteries together. I eagerly await your response and any insights you may offer. Feel free to reach out to me at tmetsfan31 at aim.com for further questions or comments. Yours sincerely, Tannis.
Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I am writing to share a chilling experience that my family and I encountered when I was just a young child. It all began when we purchased an old bar from a man who seemed eager to sell it for half its actual value. Unfazed by the peculiar circumstances, my family decided to make this place our new home. Little did we know that this decision would lead us down a path filled with eerie occurrences and a dark history that would haunt us for years to come. As we settled into our new abode, we quickly realized that something was amiss. It started innocently enough, with my younger brother and I playing in our room on the second floor. Suddenly, a bone-chilling coldness enveloped the room, causing us to shiver in fear. Alarmed by this strange phenomenon, we promptly alerted our mother. She dutifully checked the heating system, only to find that everything was in proper working order. Perplexed, we couldn't shake off the feeling that there was something more sinister at play. Our suspicions were confirmed as we began to witness the apparition of an old man sitting on the window panel of our room, puffing away on a cigar. This unsettling sight became a regular occurrence, leaving us constantly on edge. The presence of this spectral figure seemed to grow stronger with each passing day, as if he wanted to make his presence known. But the old man was not the only ghostly inhabitant of our newfound home. Late at night, when the silence of the bar area was deafening, a young girl could be seen wandering around, her voice reduced to faint whispers that only added to the eerie atmosphere. Her ethereal presence sent chills down our spines, and we couldn't help but wonder about her tragic past. Curiosity got the better of me as I grew older, and at the age of 13, I embarked on a quest to uncover the secrets of our haunted bar. With a thirst for knowledge and armed with the limited resources available to me, I delved into the history of this place. What I discovered was truly horrifying. The bar had been built in 1902 by none other than the old man himself. He had lived there with his daughter after his wife's untimely demise. However, their seemingly peaceful existence took a sinister turn when the old man discovered his daughter's forbidden love affair with a local man. Consumed by rage and jealousy, he committed an unspeakable act. He murdered his own flesh and blood. Overwhelmed with guilt and remorse, he retreated to his room, which happened to be the very same room my brother and I had occupied all those years ago. In a final act of desperation, the old man took his own life, forever tethering his tormented soul to the bar. The weight of this revelation hung heavily upon my shoulders as I reflected upon the inexplicable encounters my family had endured within those walls. It became clear that the spirits of the old man and his daughter were trapped in a perpetual cycle of anguish and despair, forever reliving the horrors of their tragic past. Haunted by these memories, my family made the difficult decision to move out of that house leaving behind the dark secrets that had plagued us for so long. We vowed never to speak of it again, hoping that by burying these memories deep within our hearts, we could somehow find solace and move on from this haunting chapter in our lives. Dear listeners, as I recount this story to you today, I can't help but feel a mixture of fear and fascination. The supernatural realm is filled with mysteries that defy our understanding and it is up to us to explore these enigmas and shed light on their dark origins. Our experiences in that haunted bar serve as a stark reminder that there are forces beyond our comprehension lurking in the shadows, waiting to be unearthed. I implore you, dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, to delve deeper into stories like ours, to unravel the inexplicable and shed light on the darkest corners of our world. Let us not forget that sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and in these tales lie the essence of human nature and the enduring power of the paranormal. Thank you for your time and consideration. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I am writing to share a chilling tale that unfolded during a recent stay at my friend's house. It was an ordinary evening when I found myself at his place, 
as his mother had gone to his aunt's party and he didn't want to be alone. Little did I know that this night would be anything but ordinary. As I prepared some burgers in the oven, a sudden and eerie voice called out my name. Hurry! The tone sent shivers down my spine, but what happened next was even more unsettling. In a rage-filled voice, the mysterious presence declared, I'm back. Startled, I rushed into the front room where my friend was and hastily recounted what I had just experienced. To my horror, his face turned pale as if all the blood had drained from it. Get off him, I screamed, hoping to break whatever grip this malevolent force had on him. Miraculously, he returned to normal, gasping for air. He whispered a weak, thank you, as relief washed over him. Feeling a mixture of fear and curiosity, I decided to investigate further. I turned off the oven, only to be met with a sharp pain in my spine. It was as if the air itself had turned hostile. Suddenly, one of my friend's dogs ran over to me, whimpering and crying. I reached out to stroke its head, seeking solace in its familiar presence. It licked my hand, just as it always did, attempting to offer comfort amidst the growing unease. When my friend's mother returned home, we wasted no time in recounting the bizarre events that had unfolded in her absence. She listened intently and revealed that she too had been hearing her name being called out, though she had experienced none of the physical attacks that had befallen us. As night descended and we retired to our respective beds, little did I know that my sleep would be plagued by haunting dreams. In the depths of slumber, I found myself witnessing my friend being mercilessly attacked once again. A black figure loomed over him, choking the life out of him. Overwhelmed by a mix of fear and desperation, I mustered the courage to address the figure calmly, seeking answers. Why are you doing this? I questioned. To my surprise, the shadowy presence turned its head towards me, its lifeless eyes piercing through my very soul. And then, just like that, it vanished into thin air leaving behind an eerie silence. The following morning brought no respite from the unsettling events that had unfolded. My friend and I were left grappling with questions that seemed to have no logical answers. What was this malevolent force that had targeted us? Why did it unleash its wrath upon my friend? And most importantly, why did it respond to me when I spoke to it? We decided to seek professional help in unraveling this enigma. Paranormal investigators were called in to examine the house and conduct thorough research on its history. What they discovered sent chills down our spines. It turned out that the property had a dark past, a past tainted by tragedy and violence. Years ago, a family had resided there, only to meet a grim fate. Rumors spread of a vengeful spirit haunting the house, seeking retribution for the wrongs committed against it. As we delved deeper into the history of the house, we stumbled upon an old newspaper article that shed light on the family's demise. It detailed a grisly murder-suicide involving a father who had succumbed to madness and turned against his loved ones. The article spoke of his delusions and his belief that an unseen entity commanded him to commit unspeakable acts. Could it be that this malevolent force we encountered was somehow connected to this tragic past? Was it the tormented spirit of the father seeking solace or something far more sinister? Armed with this newfound knowledge, we embarked on a mission to communicate with the restless spirit. We sought out mediums and conducted seances in an attempt to understand its grievances and find a way to bring peace to both the spirit and ourselves. The road was treacherous and filled with uncertainty. We faced many sleepless nights as the entity continued to torment us with its presence. But slowly, through our perseverance and determination, we made progress. During one particularly intense seance, we made contact with the spirit. It revealed itself as the tormented father, trapped between realms and desperate for redemption. Through tears and anguished words, it confessed its regret for the unspeakable acts committed against its own family. Over time, we learned that acknowledging its pain and offering forgiveness were crucial steps towards resolving this haunting. We held a solemn ceremony within the house where we lit candles and offered prayers for the lost souls. As the flames flickered and danced, a sense of peace gradually settled upon us. 
the oppressive atmosphere that had once gripped the house lifted, replaced by an eerie tranquility. It seemed as if the spirit had finally found solace in our compassion and willingness to understand. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, this tale of darkness and redemption serves as a reminder of the inexplicable mysteries that lie beyond our comprehension. It is a testament to the resilience of the human spirit and our capacity for empathy, even in the face of unimaginable horrors. May this story be shared among your listeners as a cautionary tale of how unresolved pain can linger long after death. Let it serve as a reminder that sometimes it is through understanding and forgiveness that we can find peace, both in life and beyond. Sincerely, Harry. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I wanted to share a chilling incident that occurred when I was just a young child, a mere five years old. It was an experience that not only affected me, but also my mother. You see, as I was growing up, I had always been sensitive to the supernatural. I would often see and hear things that others couldn't. However, this particular event was different. It happened during a family camping trip to Yosemite National Park in California. The journey to Yosemite was long and tiring, but the anticipation of the camping adventure made it all worthwhile. We arrived at the park and spent a wonderful time surrounded by the breathtaking beauty of nature. But as the time came to head back home, something strange and inexplicable occurred. It was an incident that would forever haunt our memories. We set off on our journey back home as dusk began to settle over the park. Now, if you've ever been to Yosemite, you would know that the roads are treacherous, especially at night. They wind and turn, and in the darkness, they can become quite dangerous. However, my father, being a responsible driver, took extra precautions and drove at a slow and steady pace. As we embarked on our homeward journey, I sat by the window, trying to distract myself from my usual car sickness by breathing in the fresh air. My big brother and sister were asleep in the back of the van, while my parents engaged in a conversation. Suddenly, my gaze fixed upon something ahead of us, a man. He was walking directly in front of our moving vehicle, wearing blue jogging pants and a sweater. In an instant, we ran over him. Confusion and shock washed over me as I processed what had just occurred. What perplexed me even more was the fact that my father did nothing to stop the van. It was as if he hadn't even seen the man. But before I could voice my concerns, I heard my mother's piercing scream directed at my father. She accused him of running over someone, her voice filled with panic and disbelief. Naturally, my father was taken aback by my mother's outburst. He pulled over to the side of the road, thoroughly confused by her accusations. She insisted that he had run over a man and demanded an explanation. My siblings woke up disoriented and alarmed by the commotion. They too questioned what was happening. My father attempted to calm my mother down, assuring her that he hadn't run over anyone. He stepped out of the van and examined the front hood with her. To their astonishment, there were no dents or signs of impact. There was no blood to be found anywhere near the vehicle. It seemed as though nothing had happened at all, or so we thought. As my parents continued their discussion, I listened intently my mind filled with confusion and curiosity. My mother described the man she had seen, wearing blue jogging pants and a sweater, exactly as I had witnessed him moments before. This revelation only deepened my bewilderment. How could we both see the same thing when no one else did? I grappled with whether or not to share my own experience with my family. I felt torn between revealing what I had witnessed and keeping quiet to avoid adding more confusion to an already bizarre situation. Ultimately, I decided to remain silent. With my father back in the van and the engine restarted, we resumed our journey home. However, as we began to drive away, an inexplicable urge compelled me to look back through the window one last time. And there he was, the man in blue, 
standing in the middle of the road staring directly at me. As we distanced ourselves from him, he started jogging again before vanishing into the darkness. We finally arrived home safely, but the incident left an indelible mark on all of us. We never spoke of it again, as if we had collectively agreed to bury the memory deep within ourselves. The camping trips we once enjoyed as a family became a thing of the past. To this day, we remain haunted by that eerie encounter on our way back from Yosemite National Park. The questions continue to plague us. Who was that man? Why did only my mother and I see him? And most importantly, what was his purpose? I share this story with you not only to shed light on our inexplicable experience, but also in hope that it may resonate with others who have encountered similar phenomena. Sometimes, even the most ordinary moments can turn into extraordinary mysteries that defy explanation. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I am writing to share a chilling tale that unfolded in my childhood home. It was a house filled with inexplicable occurrences, leaving me and my family bewildered and haunted by the paranormal. I hope you find this story intriguing and consider sharing it with your listeners. Allow me to set the stage for you. I was a child of five, sandwiched between my siblings, when we moved into this peculiar house. At the time I was nine or ten, and my parents were not married. My father urgently needed to find a new home after leaving my mother's house, and fate led him to the house where our chilling story began. The house itself was not spacious enough to accommodate five kids, one adult, and our two dogs. Nonetheless, my father saw potential in the property and planned to expand it by adding onto the existing two lofts. One loft was located in his room and the other was situated above the living room. Our first night in the house was far from comforting. With our beds yet to arrive, we all slept on mattresses scattered throughout the rooms. Strangely, I felt an aversion towards sleeping in my designated room. Despite my desire to do so, I simply couldn't bring myself to enter. Consequently, I ended up sharing a mattress with my sister and our miniature dachshund named Lola. Lola had never been an excessive barker, but on that particular night she wouldn't stop. She incessantly barked at the door, even though my father was out fetching food and my brother was at hockey practice. Left alone with my little brother Daniel, my sisters Elizabeth and Lauren, and Lola, I felt an eerie tension building in the air. Suddenly, Lola's barks turned into whimpers and an inexplicable chill swept through the room, despite it being the middle of spring in Arizona. To my astonishment, Lola began jumping from mattress to mattress in a frenzied manner. It wasn't long before my father returned home and I sought refuge in his office, which happened to be the only fully furnished room in the house at that time. As I settled into the chair where I had previously broken my foot, a recurring misfortune in that house, I wrapped myself in a blanket and closed my eyes. However, an unsettling sensation began to tickle my foot. At first it elicited giggles from me but soon turned into sharp pains. I cried out for my father to stop, but he remained engrossed in his computer. This bizarre occurrence repeated itself several times during my stay in that chair. A month later, on Father's Day, we gathered in my dad's room to unwrap gifts and enjoy each other's company. The only family member missing was my older brother Michael. He stormed into the room, agitated and furious with our father. This house is haunted, he exclaimed. Apparently, he had learned from a woman named Mrs. Name withheld that our father had been aware of the haunting all along. Mrs. Name withheld had recounted her terrifying experience of folding laundry when she suddenly encountered a ghostly figure with a haunting smile. The apparition began screaming and hurling clothes at her, causing her cleaning staff to flee in terror. Intrigued by Michael's outburst, I decided to retreat to my room to change clothes. I'd always been skeptical about ghosts until that very moment. As I walked down the hallway towards my room, 
I caught a glimpse of a dark figure near the front door. Frightened, I let out a scream that brought my father running towards me. She's here. I saw her, I exclaimed breathlessly. My father found it peculiar that only I had seen her, while others had merely caught glimpses of orbs out of the corners of their eyes. Shaking off the eerie encounter, we all congregated in the kitchen to make breakfast. However, a sense of shock and disbelief lingered among us. Little did we know that this was just the beginning of a series of spine-chilling incidents that would unfold within those walls. Two months later, as school resumed, I found myself standing in front of the mirror, near where I had last seen the apparition. I was preoccupied with fixing my hair when something inexplicable occurred. Deep within the reflection staring back at me stood a full-bodied figure of a young woman. She radiated an ethereal glow as she gently rested her hand on my shoulder. Startled, I turned around only to catch sight of a fleeting black shadow out of the corner of my eye. When I returned my gaze to the mirror, the shadow had vanished without a trace. Overwhelmed with fear, I rushed to find my father in his loft office and could barely articulate what I had witnessed. Nightmares soon invaded my sleep as well. One fateful evening, while slumbering in my room, the same room where the little ghost girl named Elena had refused me entry, I abruptly woke up to a sudden whoosh of wind, accompanied by the crashing sound of my fan toppling over. It seemed as if an invisible force had lifted me up before throwing me back down onto my bed. Struggling to regain composure, I attempted to rise and fix both my fan and the window, already closed before bedtime, but found myself inexplicably pinned down by an unseen presence. Panic surged through me until finally, whatever held me released its grip. Determined to investigate further, I discovered that the fan had been restored to its original position and the window firmly shut and locked. As unsettling as these experiences were, they paled in comparison to what transpired with our pet mouse named Roxy. Unlike typical rodents, Roxy was awake during the day and asleep at night. Curiously, her wheel was always found spinning during nighttime hours. Intrigued by this phenomenon, I resolved to uncover the truth. One fateful night, as darkness blanketed our home, I observed Roxy within her cage. She lay sound asleep in her miniature house while her wheels spun with an otherworldly force. The sight filled me with terror and left me questioning the very fabric of reality within our haunted abode. Our unsettling tenure in that house lasted for a year and a half, a year and a half marked by unexplained occurrences that defied all rationality. Desperate to escape these inexplicable horrors, we decided to sell the house. However, prospective buyers would enter with enthusiasm only to leave disheartened and despondent. Curiously enough, it seemed as if only I noticed this trend among visitors. The palpable negative energy permeating through those walls did not go unnoticed by me alone. To add further mystery to our tale, our three pet mice became entangled in strange events as well. Each of us sisters had our own mouse companion, Roxy for me, Moo for Lauren, and Cookie for Elizabeth. One day, Roxy inexplicably killed Moo, leaving us perplexed as such aggression is more commonly associated with male mice. Nevertheless, we brushed it off as an isolated incident. During a brief absence from home spent at our mother's house, we returned only to find Cookie dead upon our arrival. Devastated by this unexpected loss, we examined her lifeless body for any signs of distress or illness, but found none. It appeared as though she had starved despite having been fed just days prior. Distraught by this turn of events, we hurriedly sought answers from veterinarians who could provide no reasonable explanation for Cookie's demise or Roxy's mysterious injury, a deep cut on her rib area that left us baffled. Driven by curiosity and a need for closure, my father and I delved into the history of our haunted abode. Astonishingly, we discovered that every previous owner had some connection with the last owner, a circumstance that seemed too eerie to be mere coincidence. Determined to uncover more about our haunting experience, my father enlisted the help of a psychic medium who shed light on some of our lingering questions. According to her insights, 
the chair where I had experienced strange sensations was indeed a hotspot for paranormal activity, a place where the spirit of the deceased mother ghost could often be felt. Furthermore, it was revealed that my room had once belonged to her daughter, who tragically passed away within its confines. The psychic also shared that this restless spirit harbored an intense dislike for rodents, an explanation for Roxy's unnatural aggression towards Moo and Cookie. Our time in that house eventually came to an end as we moved away three months later in search of solace and respite from the relentless supernatural phenomena that plagued us there. However, even after leaving that haunted abode behind, I couldn't shake off the feeling that this ethereal presence followed me wherever I went. It was as though she believed me to be her long-lost daughter, a connection she desperately clung to beyond the realm of life. On occasion, I would catch glimpses of her spectral form lurking in shadows or reflecting back at me from mirrors, an experience both terrifying and perplexing. It seemed as though she had mastered astral projection, reaching out from our old home to maintain a connection with me even after our departure. To this day, my father firmly believes that I possess a unique ability to see and communicate with spirits, a gift or curse that has yet to be fully understood. In closing, Mysteries After Dark podcast team, I hope you find this account intriguing enough to share with your listeners who have an insatiable appetite for all things supernatural. Our story is merely one chapter in a book filled with inexplicable occurrences that continue to defy explanation. Yours eerily, Elena. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I hope this letter finds you in good spirits. I wanted to share a peculiar experience that I had when I was younger, involving my dog and the popular paranormal show, Ghost Hunters, Taps. It's a story that has stuck with me over the years, and I thought it might be of interest to your listeners. Let me set the stage for you. I was around 12 years old at the time, and it was the month of October. As a young and curious mind, I had developed a fascination with ghosts and all things supernatural. However, my mother, being a bit superstitious, had forbidden me from watching any ghost shows. But as rebellious youngsters tend to do, I found myself sneaking into the living room one evening to catch an episode of Ghost Hunters, Taps. Now let me introduce you to the key players in this story. First there was my dog, a Brittany Spaniel named Daisy. Daisy was an incredibly sweet and energetic dog who adored our family and close friends. However, she had a tendency to be shy around strangers and rarely barked unless provoked by our neighbor's dog. On that fateful evening, I settled onto the couch, facing the television, with Daisy lying diagonally beside me. Our faithful feline companion Whiskers curled up at my feet. Little did I know that this seemingly ordinary night would soon take an unexpected turn. The episode of Ghost Hunters, Taps, that I tuned into was called Shadow People. The investigators were discussing spirits of children that were said to inhabit a particular family's children's room. As they played a clip of audio they had captured, featuring Jason's voice followed by a faint but distinct little girl's voice asking, Who's Jason? Something extraordinary happened. Right after the audio played, Daisy suddenly leaped up from her comfortable spot on the floor and began barking furiously at the television screen. Her usually calm demeanor was replaced by an intense alertness as she fixated on the replayed audio. It was as if she sensed something beyond our human perception. Intrigued and slightly unnerved by Daisy's reaction, I reached for the remote and turned off the television. Gradually, Daisy settled back down beside me her barks fading into low woofs as she continued to gaze back and forth between me and the silent screen. Curiously enough, Whiskers, our ever-observant cat, hadn't reacted at all during this commotion. With a mixture of concern and bewilderment, I decided to investigate further. 
I scoured the house for any signs or sounds that could have startled Daisy, but there was nothing out of the ordinary. Even our neighbors confirmed that their dogs had been fast asleep throughout the evening. Strangely enough, when my friend came over about a month ago and we rewatched the same episode of Ghost Hunters, Taps, Daisy didn't react at all. It made me wonder if her previous outburst had been a singular occurrence or if there was something more to it. I even contemplated reaching out to Ghost Hunters, Taps, to seek their insight into Daisy's peculiar behavior. However, I ultimately dismissed the idea as too trivial to bother them with. I must admit that this experience has left me with lingering questions. Was Daisy truly sensing something supernatural during that episode? Or was it merely a coincidence that she reacted so strongly? If any of your listeners have encountered similar occurrences with their pets, I would be eager to hear their stories and insights. Thank you for taking the time to read my letter. I appreciate the work you do in bringing intriguing mysteries into the limelight. Keep up the great work. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I hope you are doing fine. I am writing to share a chilling experience that I had recently. It all started innocently enough when I was home alone, just enjoying some quality me time. I decided to indulge in my guilty pleasure of singing along to one of my favorite Avril Lavigne songs. I had the music turned up fairly loud, and I was having a blast. However, amidst my joyful rendition, something strange occurred. I began to hear an unusual noise emanating from within the speaker. At first, it sounded like a faint whisper, almost as if a girl was speaking. I dismissed it as my imagination playing tricks on me and continued singing. But the strange sound persisted, gradually growing louder and more distinct. It seemed to be a girl's voice, talking softly in the background. At this point, a sense of unease crept over me, and I decided to turn off the music to investigate further. In an attempt to rationalize the situation, I turned on only the speaker, hoping to confirm whether there was any truth to my eerie suspicions. The room fell silent for a moment, and then, to my horror, I heard the girl's voice once again. It was as if she was trying to communicate with me from beyond. I was filled with a deep sense of dread and fear. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end as I desperately tried to comprehend what was happening. In a trembling voice I spoke into the empty room asking whoever or whatever was behind the voice not to harm me. I mustered the courage to inquire who they were and what they wanted. There was a brief pause, and then I heard a faint noise, almost like an attempt at clear communication from the girl's voice. But by then, I was already consumed by overwhelming terror. I sensed an ominous presence in the room and felt compelled to end the interaction. I hastily switched off the speaker, seeking solace in silence. As I sat there in the stillness, my heart pounding, it dawned on me that everything I had doubted about the supernatural realm suddenly became tangible. Until that moment, I had been skeptical of ghosts and otherworldly phenomena, but now I was convinced that there was something beyond our understanding lurking in the shadows. I find myself at a loss for what to do next. The questions that plague my mind are relentless. What did the girl want? Why did she choose to make her presence known through my speaker? And most importantly, how can I protect myself from whatever forces may be at play? My predicament is further complicated by the fact that I doubt my parents will believe my account of what transpired. They have always been practical-minded individuals, firmly rooted in the realm of logic and reason. Sharing this paranormal encounter with them would likely result in raised eyebrows and dismissive chuckles. So here I am, seeking guidance from your esteemed podcast. I implore you, dear Mysteries After Dark, to shed some light on this perplexing situation. How can I decipher the intentions of this mysterious girl? Is there a way for me to communicate with her safely? Or should I avoid any further interaction altogether? The thought of turning on the speaker again fills me with trepidation, yet my curiosity gnaws at me relentlessly. 
Do I dare venture into the unknown once more? Should I seek professional help or consult with a paranormal expert? I am torn between unraveling this enigma and preserving my own peace of mind. I eagerly await your response and any insights you may have on this unnerving incident. Your expertise in investigating the unexplained and delving into the mysteries of the supernatural is unparalleled. Please help me find answers and navigate through this newfound realm of uncertainty. Yours sincerely, A Curious Seeker. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night. <laughs>